Alright, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to whoever you are, to wherever you are. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, broadcasting hey. live here from Lion City. I don't think it's live, it's recorded. Uh, sorry. <laughs> alright, alright. Okay, you guys know. You're close, doing. you're close, but no cigar. Mm. But welcome back. Hope you guys uh, enjoy the Euro. Uh, yeah. 2021? 20, no, 2020, sorry. 2020, yeah. It was a very, very interesting. Uh, it was unfortunate that the uh, our old colonial masters weren't able to uh, win, uh, win, win Europe again. Yeah. They did it twice, World War One and World War Two, but uh, that's that's about it. Uh, they had their fun, you know. Yeah, they I mean the Germans had their fun too, as well. Uh, you know. <laughs> they want to work out as well, but you know. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, today in Singapore is a very, very cold day. Yeah, cold week. Is, yeah, cold week. Uh, Expected ahead. Um, funny stories that went kayaking on Saturday and it rained. So you could say you are submarine because you're both on the water and in the water. No, then that's an amphibious vehicle. That's a hovercraft. Oh, yeah, you're a hover, hover yak. Okay, you know what? Let's, yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to the, to the new episode. Uh, your host, Lucas, and you got me, Brent. Thanks yeah, for yeah. tuning in again. As you can hear, the mic is way better. Um, on my end, I do have a sound-absorbing foam attached to our new mic, which we actually was were using last week. But unfortunately, yeah. mine wasn't working as well. I, we kind of figured it out. Um, oh, good. Yeah, uh, Lucas has a new mic too. Yeah. It's a condenser mic, if anyone's wondering. It's a pretty good upgrade from the Apple mic that... Uh, we have gotten free from my iPhones in the past. And uh, welcome back. In this episode, uh, we will be engaging the audience. Okay, that's, that's not what it is. But we will be talking about... Like nine of us now. <laughs> that's great. That, uh, we'll be talking about food. What types of food to eat at night. Uh, what time you should eat. Or if there is really a time. Uh, we'll talk about what you can get in at night. Our fan favorites, our favorites, and something nasty but apparently tastes good. No, sorry. Nasty. No, something that tastes nasty but apparently is pretty good nutritionally. Is that... Oh, okay. I think I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second time we're doing this, so yeah. it's a fresh take. Yeah, we had a pretty good one that we did last week, but you know, because of some technical difficulties. I mean, we could, we could post it up as uh, deleted scenes, you know, once we get mm-hmm. famous. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so um, let's just let's just jump right into the content of what we today. So basically, one day I think that uh, me and Brent were we were thinking like, like we did ask, uh, mm-hmm. we did ask like uh, you guys, um, what kinds of food like could you get after like late night, like you know after working and everything, and. Uh, we had a lot of, like, good responses, and we felt, like, well, good responses as well as no responses in the sense whereby... Might as well don't give like, me. Like, very, very, like, little suggestions because of there's not many healthy places after, like, 11 o'clock or even after 10 p.m. at night. I mean, well, health is subjective, but... I mean, sorry, healthy is subjective, but uh, I guess... You know, certain times we might find ourselves in a pickle where we might, I don't know, want to eat something good, scrumptious, yet not feeling so guilty. Um, and we also have certain responses from our friends online. Uh, not exactly responses. So <laughs> there are some responses that told me, don't eat. Thanks. I asked, what can we eat healthier at night? Ask me, don't eat. Okay. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Not okay. wrong. Okay. Oh, she. <laughs> but, right. but another, I give you another example. Ask me, go to Takong eat. Excuse me, already how long already? Takong. Okay. Your uh, lomaikai and... Uh... They're a fake mock Okay. Uh... <laughs> and, okay, another one. Ask me, but swami. Now, that's the best. Not healthy, but that's the best. Yeah. When I, whenever I drink, right? The first crave that comes out is either bato me or bato oh. me. 
so only crave. But nowadays, I have this oyster crave. Uh, Ooh, I don't know why. Yeah. It's just... Shared an article about oysters with you the other day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oysters are so good. But, yeah, yeah this is just a couple. I mean, the best one yet. Someone asked me to just go through the whole history of... Oh, sorry, the, the whole Grab food app and all that, everything there. Confirm, they will say confirm one of it is healthy, so... Um, uh, I mean, yeah, like, if you got one grand for me for to eat one supper. I yeah. think, like, like if you're in the, like, central area, right, um, like, the foods that there are available are usually, like, the Indian, like, Indian food, because that area, like, I think the closest eateries are all from Little India. Well, okay, you have Sui Chun. Yes, I have Sui Chun as well, uh, mm. uh, you have, like, some of pork pieces nearby. But the bulk of it, surprisingly, is all like North Indian food, Indian food, which is uh, very, very high in content that our body does not require. I just like to point out that uh, Lucas uh, is not, he can't be racist at this point because he is uh, Indian. Yeah. Yeah, so guys don't cancel us. It's not fair. Yeah. yeah. I do love Indian food, the same, but it's just that. Um, it's it's really high in uh stuff. Stuff, you mean uh the bad fats? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oil, just so oily. Everything yeah. is fried or coloured. That's why it's so good. That's why it's so good, yeah. That's why it's so good. Bad but... food taste bad food taste so good because it's bad for you. Yeah. 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 Which we will get to that especially. I think Ben is like something like but making bad food choices later in the night. Mm. Which Lucas did point out in the recent article that we did, it was posted out today, well, yeah. Tuesday, 13th of July. It talks about why you make bad choices late at night when, you, when it comes to food. Uh, yeah. It's a psychological thing, but at the same time, it's a biological thing. Nobody wants it, your body craves for it. But with that said, let's go on to point number one. What would be a good option to eat at night? Well, what we got from both responses and our own little research. Uh, what was it again? Oh, I have one also. Before that, I have one more to add to the list, which I'll guarantee later. But the first thing that I would say would be a better food option to eat at night will be your porridge. Your uh, soups, your wonton, not not like dry wonton noodle soup, maybe uh, fishball noodle soup, you know? Like this, the oil and everything. Like... Yeah, no pork, no oil, no nothing. I mean, again, it might taste bland, but and you might cook it with pork oil before you, uh, or whatever oil you have it, and then before you serve it into the soup bowl of soup. But it's still better than, you know, all your stuff like McDonald's. Yeah, and your okay, but uh, so. Anyways, we, we kind of went down to like supermarkets as well to I mean, because supermarkets are the things that are usually open and they have like a bigger like choice of food at night. Like sometimes you have your meats that are, your, your raw meats that are available, your seafood if you are planning to cook a meal at night. But what if you just like want something to like just fill your stomach up? Like you know, just say like, just drink water and then go to sleep. Like just have a biscuit, like a digestive biscuit and then go to sleep. Um, so we actually like, had this idea to go down to like a supermarket and like start looking out for foods or inject or actually to be more specific foods that are actually um not as healthy as people think. They are. Right, right, right. Um, we do have. I mean, besides me saying that the first healthier choice would be porridge and all the soup stuff. Um, one bad thing people always do at night, which they think it's healthy, I think the first up is drinking Milo. Uh, my know it's you know, okay, which is strange. They might have a health, uh, healthier sign logo, but that's the thing. It's they're not wrong. It is healthier, but healthier against what? Yeah. So, yeah, healthier sign logo for sure, but that could be because maybe their old recipe had thirty grams, for example, for example, thirty grams of sugar per serving. Now it's twelve, so that's half. So that's amazing, right? What standards are you? You know, comparing with a bowl of rice for per serving has not an amount of sugar content. And don't forget, sugar doesn't mean just you know your typical simple sugars. I mean, you can be young glucose, your fructose, and this goes on and on and on. Anything with any for O's, Jose. <laughs> Jose. Yeah. 
I got the wrong host. But yeah, so to to watch out for your Milo, especially. I mean, honestly, if it's me and I bet you're hearing this because you work out on do some fitness, you might have a, a jar jar. You have a bag of whey protein somewhere. Yeah, use your whey instead. You know, instead of your Milo. And if you want a hot chocolate drink, I'd rather melt down literal uh, dark chocolate bars instead. Then dilute it with water. Yeah, I guess I guess like what what makes um this whole entire idea of why people perceive Milo as good is because of the way that um the the brand itself is like a sports drink that or like a drink in the morning that you get for energy, um and all that kind of things. And you have like athletes that like are in their commercials. I think like Joseph Schooling was in their commercials. Yeah, yeah. After he won the Olympics. Yeah. Back then, twenty sixteen. Yeah. You have like Milo like sponsoring like your event. <laughs> Uh, which kind of gives you like you know all your sports events that are cross country you always have Milo trucks. It gives people from like the young age that hey look Milo is actually like a, a drink that's actually healthy, and if I have it for a uh, late night like snack or like just to fill up my tummy before going to bed, actually like I'm actually choosing a healthy option. And and that might be a misconception, and you'd be surprised how many people just look at the marketing material and say oh yeah it is healthy without looking at the nutritional label and mind you the nutritional label isn't that accurate either but that's the best you can get so that's it the market, no, on the marketing side it's so smart that they actually target the kids because that's where the the trend that's where the addiction comes along you know yeah you don't target the adults you target the kids the, your parents buy for the kids and then the kids will enjoy it when they become older they'll buy for their kids and they continue drinking it's it's smart. That's how McDonald's does it. That's how Coke does it. It's so smart. So, with that said, we move on to the next one that is unhealthy, which one you might think it's healthy, and that will be cereals. Mm. Cereals, not all cereals. There are some cereals that are pretty good. But the most of the junk stuff that you always see, like, you know, your Honey Stars or your Cocoa Crunch or your Milo Crunch, whatever it's called, right? Fruit Loops. Milo Crunch? Yeah, you know, the Milo ones. Uh, Milo cereal. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, I mean, it's always being like, like, like presented to you as having like this, this breakfast that is fully like nutritional in the morning. Yeah. I mean, there, there has to be some truth to that, right? Like, it, there are certain, like, it gives you that nutritional values, but there's a big takeaway in terms of like the, like the drawback in terms of like the sugar content that is in the, the cereal, right? Yeah. Yeah, because and of the fact like it, it, it's coming from your, like, your grains and everything. Um, I, I'm glad it's healthy. It's healthier, but it's like you take like an energy drink to give you that boost, but that high sugar content is actually more damaging to your system than you actually think in the long run. Yeah, I mean, might be wondering why is it always a high sugar content? Because sugar fits okay in layman terms, it fits very well the taste receptors, and we love sugar, even though it has almost like not much nutritional value to it. But because it sits so well, you will take it. It's like if you breathe, you have two. Okay, let's say you have two gas elements. You have oxygen and you have carbon monoxide. Your body will accept carbon monoxide more readily than oxygen. Why? Because it reacts to the receptors. It fits in the receptors better than oxygen. Ah. And it kills you because your body doesn't need carbon monoxide. It needs oxygen, and you just die. Ah. Yeah, and mind you, oxygen is also dangerous to the body. We cannot breathe in hundred percent oxygen. It has to be a mix. Oxygen poisoning is a thing also. Huh? For divers, yeah, their tank has to be mixed with nitrogen as well. It cannot be oh, pure like oxygen. Yeah. It has to be like atmosphere levels, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, lack of oxygen also energy. gives you hypoxia. Is it hypoxia? That's right. Basically, your brain motor functions just stop to exist. And that's what happens to like fighter jet, jet fighter pilots. When they turn high G's or high, uh, high atmosphere, then oh, they, they knock out. They, no, they don't knock out. They can't even control anymore. They lose their motor skills. They can't think. And it's so weird. Like they, they were, the whole time they were sober, they were conscious, but they just cannot control their motor skills. Then after the next thing you know, you pass out and die. Okay, okay, okay. That's the brain damage, yeah. But anyways, back to nutritional health. Uh, your, your body does like this kind of stuff, which is... This is quite dangerous, especially, you know, when they like to market it in bright, beautiful colours. Not one one that I fell for when I was young and I still love to eat it today. But I know that it's so bad. What? One one? No, Nutella. Oh, yeah. 
you know, you always like to agree it as a morning bread spread. Yeah, yeah, like a breakfast spread and uh, it's healthy, it has, because it's, it's made from nuts, um, hazelnuts, so it's, it's like made from a lot of hazelnuts, they've got some milk inside, uh, eat with your bread, which is healthy. Remember they roll the bread, they show that this one, they roll the bread and then you put a Nutella. Thing like that, uh, so. But yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I keep chewing Nutella, so. It's bad, yeah. But you know what's so nice with Nutella? Add that thick layer of chocolate with butter. Sounds... You add butter to the other side, dude. Trust me, it's so good. Wait, so you add Nutella. And then butter yeah. on the other side, on the other side of the, like the other piece, size of bread. I've always wanted to try Put it together with ice cream. I think that would taste so good. Yeah, you know, they say always finish up your jar of Nutella with like ice cream. Okay, I think we're going the wrong direction to our, to our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> They're start like, oh, hey, this guy said that Nutella ice cream is the best. I'm like, yeah. Food suggestions. Food suggestions. I mean, that you should not eat. But, oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. yeah, but it, it, it always, it always, it's always like that. Uh, but it's like, you know what they say? It's, the reason why we find it good is because it's convenient. It's easy. Then our dopamine start to kick in and we start to love this kind of stuff. Is that's why drugs and alcohol are so so addictive? Gambling. Because yeah, gambling as well. Yeah, because our dopamine uh, levels just shoot up. Our brain just starts to activate, and we love it, and we start to crave it because our receptors take it in, and we start to love it. It's like caffeine as well. It's the same thing. So don't look at it as a chore. Look at it as uh like an autoimmune kind of disease. So that's why lah. But anyways. Yes, cereal, you have your Nutella, your honey stars and whatsoever. But there are some that are pretty good. But those that are pretty good are so plain. It's basically it's oatmeal, just eat oatmeal. Yeah, but just eat oatmeal, it's the same thing. Oh yeah, oatmeal, pickle oats. Yeah, pickle oats, yeah, but nobody likes oatmeal. That's true, but that's the thing again, what kind of honey are you getting? Most honey that you get are artificially sweetened. Or oh, those ones that like uh they put it together with the spreads. But if you're having like manuka honey. Again, your manuka honey can be artificial or fake. Hey man, I get manuka from manuka itself. Oh manuka tan. Manuka is it? Manuka, manuka tan. I think manuka tan right. Tan oh, cheng bok. <laughs> I think I totally idiot saying that. I I'm assuming that manuka is like a place in Australia, but I have no idea what manuka means. I think it's a type of bee. Let me see what I'm going to be an idiot. Manuka I say honey is a monofloral honey produced from the nectar of... Manuka tree? Okay, I was closer. Yeah. I said it was, a, it was a bee, but it was a tree. It was a tree. I said it was like a place, which... Yeah. Was wrong too. I mean, technically... Mm. Alright, anyway. So, um, I think something that we all want to talk about are like fruit juices as well. Mm. If you look at this... Um, oh, monofloral honey is not from bees. It's from the flowers, from the nectar. Oh, yeah. Bees are like the transporter. They don't. Oh, no, bees that. make no. Bees do make nectar. Oh, sorry. They do make honey as a byproduct. Oh. Uh, but as in the manuka itself is made from. I mean, it's from. The manuka factor. Actually, I have no idea how. Like mana and damage. Uh. No idea. <laughs> All right. Anyways, yeah. So I think fruit juices are also something that um I think a lot of people like overlook in terms of the mm. nutritional value and the health benefits yeah. in it because um. Like, we tend to drink those that are straight from the carton itself, and they're usually really high in sugar contents uh, compared to, like, how much calories that you're actually getting and mm-hmm. other, like, proteins and uh, fat that you're actually receiving from the juices itself. I think another um, thing that people get wrong is that there's those that you get from a carton, those juices that you get from a carton, and then those juices that you blend from the fruit itself. Uh, you know, when you blend those fruits uh, itself, right, you really get all the fibers inside, and those are um, I mean, it's, it's just like eating fruits, it's just that it's a fast way to go, maybe a more enjoyable way to go. So, um, just because you're drinking a lot of fruit juice doesn't mean that you are living the healthier uh, lifestyle, you're choosing the healthier option. Because, like I mentioned again, but I'll say again, it's the amount of sugar that's actually in the drinks that is the dangerous part of consuming fruit juice. Yeah, and the thing about fruit, fruits is that, I mean, fruits are good, I mean, you have your minerals, your vitamins, your fiber. But it's actually pretty dangerous if your home and time meal is made out of fruits. <laughs> it's, it's no, don't do that. You have to have your vegetables. Okay, that's the thing about juices. Though, when you grind it down, when you 
yeah, well, you make it the juice. When you extract the, 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 the liquid out from a fruit, you actually forgo the fiber, a lot of the fiber. Yeah. You instead, you're just drinking, you're just drinking sugar water. Mm. Made from different types of sugar. Different, yeah, different complexities of sugar. Not just simple sugar. And the thing about fiber is that when fiber goes well with, goes with sugar, it, basically the whole digestion process changes the way because of fibers inside your body. It allows you your body to digest in again in layman terms better, easier, faster, more efficiently. Yeah, rather than just sugar. So I am not a fan of fruit juices, even though I like to drink some. But it's always better to eat the fruit. Always better to eat the fruit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I Kind of makes sense. It's a totally different, yeah. But like you were saying about fruit juices you can buy in the supermarket, most of the time, because it sits on the shelf, it has additives and preservatives inside. So it's always, most often not like apple concentrate and they make artificial sweetening. And if I say zero sugar or low add, no added sugar, things like that. But when they say sugar, technically in policy, it just means glucose. But there's so many other types of sugar that they don't have to tell you, but it's there. Yeah, so don't get tricked by that as well. But anyways, yeah, I mean, if you love fruit juice, go for it. I'm just saying that. We are just saying that, you know, not the best uh, option out there. But we do have a couple options that you can go for, be it suppers, be it breakfast. I mean, I, I guess lunch in most part of the day, you can eat your normal meals because you could be meal prep. It's always like those late nights, early morning kind of thing where it's last minute, you know, what can you eat? So, the first one, we, I mean, we did say already porridge and noodle soup and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the other one, you can actually try, okay, fine, let's let's clear some obvious ones. Your protein bars, your protein shakes. Um, but the less obvious one, uh, the first one will be actually a black molassi uh, paste. What's that? Oh, okay. That comes from our friends down south. Down under. The land down under. Yeah. They love it. We don't. It's like durian to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right? right. That was very good extension. It's like durian to them. Vegemite. Uh, Dude, I mean, but look at the nutrient content for Vegemite. It's pretty good, actually. It's yeast extract. It's made from yeast extract and the, the amount of protein and the amount of calories per serving is pretty low. I mean, that's if you don't mind eating it. Mm, uh, I put some salt though. Hmm, oh, that's okay because it's quite savory. Yeah, marmite. Actually, mm. marmite and veggie, marmite is the difference. One got veggie, some got marmite. That's. Hmm. I, mean, I mean, any Australians are out there listening in? Listening in. You just call my Vegemite Marmite. That's just my case. Okay. Oh, Bovril is made from cows. Marmite is 100% vegetarian. Oh, so wait. Vegemite is not 100%? I think Vegemite and Marmite are the same. Just different branding. Oh, okay. How do you sell it? Mm, I think so. Oh, do you know this? Like, oh, no, no, no. Okay. Vegemite and Marmite technically are the same thing. But Marmite has a salty, sweet kind of texture and it's yeah. smooth. But Vegemite is the one that looks like peanut butter in viscosity. It looks like peanut butter? Is it just the bottle? No, the t- viscosity, the texture. Yeah, so it's technically the same thing. It's like a syrup for Marmite. But Vegemite is like spread. Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing. They are vegetarian. It's a little bit uh, disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly. But, but I mean, the, it... It does, it, if it doesn't sell, then why is it in our supermarkets? Sushi. Right? Uh, I, but I guess people don't eat it straight. I think they mix it with something. Like what you said, like maybe seasoning for chicken or something. I don't know. Alright. But anyways, uh, besides Vegemite, I think Ben's favourite on this list that we have on our article is tofu. Mm, tofu is pretty good. It's yeah. plant-based, it's vegetarian, it's so cheap and so easy to prepare. Dude, just need like 10-20 seconds in the microwave. And it's high in protein. It's high in protein, yeah. Exactly. And you got your fibers in there too and your other uh, vitamin and minerals. 
I mean, not as high as eating like 200 gram, 100 gram of chicken. Definitely. But it's much easier to prepare. You don't have to thaw it. You don't have to freeze it. You just put it into the fridge. Take it up. Put it in the microwave. Stir it around and just like eat it like binkat. Technically binkat. Yeah, like sometimes I some white rice. I mean, some seasoning, of course. Put the whole set of tofu in. And I actually just stir it. It becomes part of the rice. I just eat it. It, it, it tastes great. That's right. I mean, what's the difference going to a tummy anyways? Mm. So it's not soup. It's not soup. It tastes like rice. You can't even taste the beancat. Yeah. Like, I should not say anything. It's I'll, nice. Something when I'm on my deathbed and I can't. My, my, my autophagus is not working as good as it's supposed to be. Oh, right. It's nice. It's very nice. Oh, well, you can fry it. You can stir fry it. You can bake it. Interesting, by the way. You can air fry it. There's so many ways to prepare tofu, which you can do for chicken, for sure. But when it comes to meat, the complexities of proteins in meat just makes it tastier, for sure, of course. Yeah. But more time-consuming to cook. I guess, um, I think where we are going with this article is that uh, we are looking for things that are simple, off the shelf. Yeah. When it comes to tofu, uh, like what Brent mentioned, it's very, very simple. Um, it's so you versatile. It from the container, right? You can just eat it cold, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's like, done. You yeah. Buy that, that packet, or you can just like, like do like plastic packets, like containers. Yeah. Containers. Like what we said, you can just open up the plastic seal and just eat directly from there. I mean, I don't, but I heat it up. But it's so easy. I can put some oyster sauce after it's heated up. Yeah. And some like, uh, chicken floss, whatever. It's so Ooh, easy. Chicken floss. Yeah, it's and it's not very high in, uh, calories as well. It's okay. I mean, add some flavoring. Or some of that, you know the Japanese flavouring is that chili oh, flake and... Yeah, yeah, you know that one I'm talking about? The black yeah, seed flavouring. Yeah, some uh, crunch to it. Sesame seeds. Yeah, yeah. Like, like chili stuff. Oh, yeah, it's so simple. Awesome. It's very low in calories. And it makes the food so much easier. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I love that. Mm. So, tofu is a pretty, pretty good option. I love tofu. Sometimes, like for example, my, my mum... If she cooks something up and there's like, let's say it's like uh, spaghetti and it's not much protein involved. I just open the fridge up, pop into tofus, put in the microwave, cook mm-hmm. it out, put some seasoning and just eat the spaghetti. Weird lah, but you know. Tauhui. Minus the... Sugar part. The sugar, yeah. You realise tauhui and tofu is almost the same thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I, same difference lah. They are both from soy protein. Soy. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it, it's okay. Yeah, totally fine. And okay. yeah, and they're all plant based, by the way. So for the vegans out there, I mean, only for the vegans. Let's see health in general. Too much meat in your product, bad. Especially the way we we farm for meat nowadays, either seafood or land land animals. It's quite it's quite bad. I don't, I don't say you should like interview a vegan and like. Find it how like easy or like you know how their experience has been and yeah. how their body has changed or you know. Like... Well, most vegans I know in Singapore are pretty lean. It's because it's so hard to find vegan food in Singapore. Yeah, it's vegan so athletes. Yeah, that's why you see the amount of the amount of vegan athletes have been growing over the years, uh, spurred on by the whole revolution of eating better, cleaner, and of course the environment. I mean, you do you. I love my steak, so I'm not gonna. So, yeah, but you know, sharks sometimes eat humans like once in 50 years, but you know, they still do. Sharks, sharks, fin. I know, whatever. I mean, it's a cycle of life if you watch Lion King. It's just a and cycle of life. When I say sharks, I, 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 do, I eat the mock one, right? I don't eat the, the real one. I eat the mock one. Yeah, but I don't worry, don't worry. Keep it a secret. It's okay. <laughs> Right. So then it's banned in Singapore. On the list is these nuts. Not Lucas's, not mine, but nuts in general, which yeah. now it won't seem as a surprise anymore. But the first time I uh, we said it, we were like, oh, cool. Yeah. But almonds aren't nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, almonds yeah. aren't nuts. I Remember, they'd be like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Cashews almonds are seeds. Nuts either. Cashews aren't nuts either. They're seeds. Yeah, they're seeds, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Interesting, right, yeah. Uh, but they're pretty good. Uh, they have a lot of fiber, a lot of protein, and a lot of very good fats that you need in your body. 
Uh, only issue is they are pretty calori- calorically dense. So oh, really? mindful, yeah. They're quite dense in calories, which honestly is a very good food for soldiers, or for hikers or adventurers. Uh-oh. You pack in the calories without needing to eat so much and you get the nutrition. So it's it's really good. Uh, but you able to hydrate after, you know, wetting the nuts. Yeah. In, in Asian, Asian terms, it's a bit heaty. Yeah, heaty. I honestly have no idea what's the science behind it, but sure, I get it, I get it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty good. But of course, if you're looking for a tapau option, then, you know, you'll be a bit uh, stymied about what you can find, because like what Lucas said in the beginning, a lot of your suppers or, you know, actually most of the time suppers, you find like your prata, or your maggi goreng, your yeah, biryani. Yeah, the most like common, I think, option in every part. Like yeah. if you go, okay, if we all know the west side of Singapore is not the best for food options. Um, the east side. We are not gonna have any west side listeners, really. Yeah. Uh. So, but at the west side, you definitely no matter what, you always will find. Which are price them good. Your other options, your Chinese food, um those are a bit more rare, a bit more scarce. Yeah. I uh, I bet they do sell actually a lot of places do sell dim sum though. Even hawker centers uh, and like they sell dim sum. But of course I'm dim sums are, are okay. Like hakao for example, you're not allergic to seafood or prawns or shellfish. <laughs> I think Hakka is one of the better ones. Shu Mai really depends because they actually it's like a sausage if they mix a lot of different kind of meat inside, especially pork. Mm. Mm. Obviously don't go for the deep fried ones. That's okay, a no no. Deep fried dim sum. Oh the one the deep fried option yeah. to the dim sum. Yeah, yeah, dim sum, yeah. Or you can go for the porridge. Yeah, 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 dim sum. But then again it's gonna add to your cost. Dim sum is pretty expensive, by the way. Okay, bakute. The soup's okay. This is pretty clean, by the way. If you are okay eating pork, it's just pork broth. Their bones, you know, they just uh, simmer it for a very long time. Oh, it's okay. Like protein bars as well. Um, like I think during our cutting phase, we get very, we tend to get very snacky. Uh, sweet tooth. Yeah, and I think that one option that we we. we move towards for actually having protein snacks. So I know mm. it's getting uh, gaining popularity or um they're coming up with these kind of snacks that you didn't have like maybe like seven, eight, ten years ago. Uh, so basically what happens is that they have like protein chips, protein brownies and what else? Protein cakes? Yeah. Protein cake meat? Yeah. Even waffles and pancakes as well. Uh, basically they help you like not like the hit their your calorie intake hit your protein intake while still enjoying all these kind of like simple pleasures. Yeah, which I think mm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the thing about protein is that it's a very acquired taste, especially for bars when it comes to like snacks and sweet stuff because it becomes very chunky, very gamey, you know, yeah. very uh, Play-Doh-ish like texture. Mm. And of course, it doesn't taste as good as a Kinder Bueno. Or a Godiva chocolate bar or whatever. Oh. Alright, but hey, you gotta work for it, man. Beggars can't be choosers. Beggars can't be choosers. I think, yeah. I think like, um, 10 years ago, the, the quality and the taste of these protein bars were available were pretty trash. Mm. No, they're not even bars, man. Like, protein. Whey protein has come a long way in terms of the variety of flavors and the flavors itself. And last time you, every now and then, you do find brands that have chunky whey protein when you mix it with water. Nowadays, yes, there are some, but it's due to uh, the flavor issues because, you know, they add certain uh, flavoring, flavor, composition yeah. of flavor, exactly. Yeah, they might not mix as well, but all in all, very good across the board. Uh, at the start, it was very widely optimal nutrition was used everywhere. Uh but only because they were the cleanest ones and don't really have a lot of nonsense inside. But honestly it doesn't taste good at all. It tastes like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're not gonna get sponsored by optimal nutrition. Besides O N, uh there was also everyone's 
only protein shop they know was uh, GNC supplement shop. You know, GNC. It's a ripoff. Still ripoff. And they were selling um, tubs, like two tubs for like 121 euros. 200 dollars, bro. Yeah, and it was so expensive. Like, um, I think last time when like, um, I knew when people were trying to like start gymming when we were like in secondary school, they felt it was like too expensive to buy supplements. Yeah, which I thank God for um, supplement companies like MyProtein that are giving like really good deals I guess to that helps beginners like get the supplements that they require I guess they did well it's also because of the increasing trend of people hitting the gym doing fitness and eating yeah. all this then they can come up with a cheaper alternative because there was a growing demand mm. you know and they capitalize it really, really well. The, the logistics and delivery is actually pretty fast. I mean, consider the fact that they can deliver to almost everywhere in the world. You, you get your protein much faster now, anyways, from my protein. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, that's the true. Delivery is much faster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to save that kind of money, I don't mind waiting an extra couple of days. It's fine. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, those are the couple of things that we have, uh, uh, that we... We say endorse. That we prefer. That yeah. we prefer. I bet you guys have your own options that you, you might not know. For sure. Let us know. That would be great. I mean, we can try to. Um, can you drop us like a, like a DM on Instagram? I know hmm. like, you know, emails are a bit informal, you know. We want to skip the formality, man. We are... Fly into us. Yeah. Slide, slide into our DMs, man. Uh, oh. Yeah. We do miss at one point, though. What do we want to gain weight? Ah... Can you still go for your pata and all the stuff? You can always dirty it I mean, No, I don't like it. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. You put on more fat than you put on muscle. <laughs> you might think you grow bigger, but it's just you're gaining more fat. I mean, they wanted to grow fat, so I gave them. But I mean, of course, it's not the, the number That's one. That's not the point, right? I mean, still don't... I mean... Okay, first of all, people always have a misconception of eating clean as per eating normal. They always think eating clean means must be boiled or steamed or pressed, chicken breast broccoli and white rice or brown uh, rice no it's not eating clean means just eating well eating right it's not to lose weight or gain weight it is to give your body yeah it's not so yes that's not by eating clean uh, obviously if you are competitive athlete like a bodybuilder or a strong man that's a different story altogether but for most of us eating clean is about knowing your balance what your body actually needs uh, determining by your goals in whatever sport you want to do or what are the fitness goals you have most of us could be losing weight some people could be, be more flexible be gaining muscle mass gaining strength uh, gaining speed or for swimming or golf or whatever it is eating clean means eating well eating right for whatever goals you're trying to hit so with that said you know the amount of food in Singapore we have is so crazy so much there's so much variety that we can choose from. Uh, but we do have uh, a second part to this is uh, the timing, food timing intake. Ah, yes. Mm. What do you have for us? Yeah, I felt was very, very... I, I, okay, I, mm-hmm. um, I think this article that we will... Um, we did mention like two things that... Um, two studies or mm-hmm. two variations in the timing that you eat. Right, so I'm just going to touch on the first one first, then maybe when you can t- touch yeah. on the other cycles. If you for sure. Um, so basically, like, the first one that I always felt that worked for me was eating at least three hours before your bedtime. Um, it, when I was doing my running phase, I was always afraid to put on the extra bit of like, like weight and I always wanted to remain lean. Um, that... 3am like that 3 hour before bedtime room always make me wake up fresh like sometimes I don't know um, if you eat a big meal you wake up very bloated the next day right Um, I think that for me that was mostly the case Uh, after waking up like at 3 if I ate more than less than 3 hours before my bedtime and I think in this article it, it states that because of the um the method how your body uh, breaks down the food while you're sleeping, it eventually affects the weight, affects your body and how you put on weight from the food. Simple, in simple layman terms is that your body just doesn't use these calories and gets not 
Yeah. Next line um, as to why after if you consume food few hours before a bedtime, that's what happened. But there's just another explanation which says that um, there's a certain time of the day that is best to eat by in which you will not put on weight as fast as others would. Yeah, so I think Ben would probably has better knowledge of this. Well, I mean, to each his own. Uh, the three-hour thing is a good strategy. Not uh, It's not necessarily like a biological thing that your body knows it's three hours per se, but it's a very good mental like, like, discipline. How does your body know? Like, you know, like, I think about it, like, you always, like, you always say, like, how does your body know, like, it, 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 uh... it's bedtime. How does your body know it's, yeah, yeah. after you train, like, <laughs> finish, like, you know? How does your body know that it's been seven days after you had your vaccine? Mm. You for train. Like, maybe you could train on the sixth day, maybe you could mm. train on the eighth day and you still face the side effect, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, different, right? Well, the thing is, all these effects are negligible. Mm-hmm. They are really negligible. Uh, the The whole point is what we have been saying the whole time. It's really depending on your goals and your specificity and aligning your nutritional, uh, your nutrition to align with these goals that you want to hit. So, for example, if you're trying to bulk, you are a 60kg dude, you might want to aim for about, uh, say, for example... 200 calories or 300 calories with about 130 grams of protein a day. And it doesn't really matter what time you eat, but spread it out. I'm not saying like one shot eat 130 grams. It's like saying like your doctor gives you certain medication and you have to eat everything in one dosage. No, that doesn't work that way. You spread your dosages up. But one whole day, maybe you take 10 milligrams of a certain medication. But doesn't mean you take one shot 10 milligrams. You know, break it down for your body. Uh, so, I mean, that's the same thing. Like the, now, I was saying the three-hour concept thing is good. I think it's a very good a mental breakdown for yourself. Uh, it's like intermittent fasting for some people. You know, it's a very good mental discipline. So, that's why uh, it works, kind of. But at the end of the day, it depends on your goals and depends on your TDEE, your total daily energy yeah, expenditure. That's the baseline, right? Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people don't we we keep mentioning it. We always talk mm. about the TDE and how um that is always the baseline. If you stick to it, um everything will be alright. But uh I think people always get this senses that like when it comes to cutting, when it comes to like losing weight, that you have to eat like what we mentioned before. You have to eat clean, you eat your your chicken breast, it has to be steamed, it has to be um it has to be what? Like clean, basically, you have to be clean. Like you eat your salads and everything. But actually, if, if you just stick to your TDEE, TDEE, uh, TDE. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, of of course, Lucas and I aren't doctors, so always speak to your doctor first. If you have any medical conditions, uh, or your diet dietitian or your nutritionist first before you undergo any changes in your body in your lifestyle. Yeah, always do that first. Don't. Just because you say something, then just jump on board. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, with that said, yeah, it's it's really important. Uh, Like, Luke and I had a conversation when Lucas uh, was paying down this article. Um, As much as maybe, for example, some results might show that after eating after eating a meal at 3 p.m., uh, your body might digest slower or things like that, or people who eat before 3 p.m. might lose weight. I mean, first of all, it depends on the data set that was collected, quality of the data set. But also, let's say giving it the benefit of doubt that it's correct. How much of it affects your goals? I would say most of it are just negligible factors. Like, yeah, perhaps it might. One, two, three percent. And especially for an average person, one, two or three percent is not much. When, yeah, yeah, but when 90% of you reaching your goals comes from knowing what your body needs and just eating the amount, that's all. Resting, eating, training. Yeah, it's it's not a difficult thing. The difficult thing is the whole mentality, the whole psychological thing when it comes to, you know, eating better. I I um on the topic of eating, I guess I think um we also mentioned every time <laughs> on every podcast 
Okay, not every podcast lah, but I think on most podcasts, especially when it comes to nutrition, we always talk about how uh, eating is ninety percent of the work that people take when they are you know going on a either trying to gain oh and sleeping yeah lose weight. Um. Uh, the thing is that I think some people also will post like the other day I saw a friend on Instagram posting that he did not change his diet at all, and he ate whatever he wanted. Um, he ate. And he still lost fourteen kg. Mm-hmm. I think there's a certain truth to it all. I don't believe whatever people talk about on social media because even changing, like not even drinking or sweet drinks, or just changing a bit of your diet will make a big difference. Then what? Yeah, it compounds over time. Yeah, he may have lost fourteen kg by maybe doing very very minimal changes in his diet, but then again, that's because it's everyone is unique. Everyone's different. Why do people like like put on weight so easily? It's because they're it's just their genetics. Why did no, that's genetics really? Yeah. After like, uh, eating so much, you know, because of their high metabolism and everything, everyone's different. So, uh, don't believe really whatever you see on the internet, uh, because everyone is different. Yeah. yeah. And and not to mention that a lot of people say, oh, I've lost this amount of weight. Yeah. What kind of weight do you lose? Do you lose? A lot of people lose muscle weight because they did it wrongly. Yes, your clothes might suddenly feel wow. I can feel the clothes. Yeah, take off your shirt and let us see. That's where you know your fat percentage is. Ah, not. I mean, three kg could be water weight. Let's say fourteen kg for example. Six kg to seven kg could be muscle, and the other four or five is fat. That's inefficient. A person who starves themselves the whole day can do the same thing as well in a week. So. I but that's not. This is where the balance comes in the training, uh. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, this is where the balance really like comes in training where you're just not waking the cardio, which I know a lot of people will just go for this specific type of uh. Car- cardio. Cardio yeah. class, you know. <laughs> on, class. <laughs> class. Oh, so like uh, you go to lecture to like hall tutorials or something. Yeah, it's like you going for the same tutorials, same lecture, for the same audio, hoping. That this module will cover every other module in here. For one whole year. Same thing. Whole, Same yeah. thing. The tutorial, yeah. only tutorial one. That's all. <laughs> Just tutorial one. But, you're, you're damn good at this module. You're damn good at this module. It's mm. just that, you're not good at other modules, but you will just flex that you're damn good at this module. Yeah. There's one module out of the uh, 30 other modules you're going to take. And this module, right, is a pastoral module. Anyone can do it in this module. <laughs> you shitting at it so much, you know. Yeah, I just hate this specific type of class. I just don't want to say what it is. I think people can't know what it is, but... Uh, okay, again, okay, I have to put a disclaimer. No hate. It's just... <laughs> There's some guy on the sofa, Couch Rotino, just yeah, a... Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it is better than that. It is better, but it's just that people have to make it like their whole, like, persona. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like oh, I'm... I'm I, I'm I a mod- I'm I'm I'm, I'm not yeah I'm a passive module. I like this passive. <laughs> I should stop here. You know, I I I feel like going on. I can rent on and it's gonna make some people really really angry. But like what I mentioned, it's better than just sitting. Nothing. Yeah. No, but then again, that's okay. Again, that's why specificity is so important. If, for example, doing HIIT is a sport to you, right? Then that is very important to you. Not squatting heavy loads. Not say swimming 30 kilometers you know it doesn't matter to you but if your whole goal is being a weightlifter or lifting heavy ass weights in the gym like squats deadlift or bench then HIIT might be actually quite bad for your joints because you're always putting a lot of stress onto those areas and you never know an injury could just be a day closer to you every single training you go not worth it totally not worth it and so is that to say HIIT is bad Yes and no. It really depends. Like, what's your specificity and goal? Like, what are you aiming for? If you're always, if for the most people in the most in sorry in, in Singapore at least, your goal is to lose weight. The best is swimming, walking. Those are the best. Not even running. I I mean, don't get me wrong. Running is great, and it's a very simple thing to do. But in terms of joint health, and mental capability, walking and swimming is far more easier to achieve your cardio goals than say, jogging, running, HIT, or spin, or whatever. Yeah, I, I like running, but I'm totally going to agree with uh, Brent on this. Uh, I also like 
And you know, like, I think like when someone takes like when someone pulls you wrong, you tend to take offense to it, right? At the start, yeah, we all do. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. When, when I read about running like not being as effective in losing weight compared to walking, I was like, no, no, this can't be. But actually, it is. And that's the reality of it. But what's different is, I guess, is the intensity and like how mm. the cardiovascular system works. Yes. It could be you could definitely work. You will definitely have a lower heart rate. Than exactly. Yeah. Compared to walking. Yeah. If you're trying to get, you know, trying to lose weight, um, swimming and running because of the way that your body works with the increased oxygen intake will help you in losing your fat faster than actually running. And also because it's, it's not mentally demanding. Therefore, you can sustain it for a longer period of time. Therefore, burning more calories in the long run after a longer period of time. Maybe not, yeah. maybe in one session you run, you lose more calories than, let's say, the same amount of time you do for walking or swimming. But you can swim the next day and the following day, but you dread to run the next day, yeah. or you dread to walk the next day. I think I think uh, when you mentioned about like mental stimulation, right? Ooh, I love some mental yeah, stimulation, so, uh, like, it, like thermodynamics. I, oh. I totally agree, though, I guess that's why, like, it, it's more like because it's not so taxing on your body. You tend mm. to like, oh, it's actually quite chill, one. You know, you're still getting your. your and you don't mind doing it again and again, yeah. Yeah. Um. I think I also like start encouraging my friends to just like want to start that journey into like just kind of walk yeah to just start like I think the running element really may be very or is very daunting for a lot of people yeah yeah right so I think that the walking like starting off by walking is great then you can eventually also incorporate like resistance bands into your workout into your walking like regime like to do mm. and or with the vests like, yeah with the vests or yeah. things like a bit anti-ish to like you know be walking the resistance and then doing all the exercises but actually it's uh, I think Harvard did a study and actually Harvard also promotes that doing resistance band exercises while walking is a great way to like get some tone in your, your I, I mean obviously there's higher resistance so therefore you know you, yeah. your muscles need to grow uh, especially for older folks who spend most of their lives being sedentary uh, sitting on a chair most of their lives um, the muscles become I won't say undeveloped, but underused. So when they grow old, that's why a lot of people like have uh, geriatric problems like lower back, knee, neck, uh, hips, because they just don't use their body when they were younger and they became a very big problem. So, of course, if you go to the other extent where you just damage your body the whole time by training, then obviously you're going to end up the same way as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So with a certain style of class, audio. You're just gonna go back to that. <laughs> but no, but besides that, there are also other way better opportunities. Uh, uh, ways to train. that we do not want to go in because we will anger a very, very big community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I'm not some guy who finished doing an Ironman competition. Neither. Ooh, I, I, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Or oh, neither am I like the fittest guy in Singapore. But there's some truth to it, though. Uh, that but of course, fitness. maybe the. <laughs> Three hundred and forty-nine thousand fetus, lah. But, uh, but I mean, there's some truth to it, and you don't need to ask us. You can ask those people who have done these certain sports before and they got injured and they can't do it anymore. But they love to do it, but they can't. Is that worth it? No. Um, and you know, people always think about losing weight and being fit and get six pack, but they always forego joint health. And that's one thing. It's uh, one of the hardest to fix your joints. And uh, just take care of them. Your mobility. People always forgo mobility also, and that causes a lot of injury problems. Uh, yeah. Walking or running also. But I mean, back to food. Uh, food do play a very big role also, and um, just eat well. It takes time. It takes effort. You you will feel and feel and feel and feel, especially without a buddy or a coach to go along with you. But it's a process. The only time you really feel is when you give up. So just don't give up. Keep trying. Oh, the body portion is important. Body is very important, yeah. Yeah, I think they're doing it together. I think like couples do it together as well. Yeah, I mean, because they keep each other in check. You know, if one person messes up, then the other oh, person... Then the guilt factor comes in. Yeah. But of course, if both just give up, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> then you, you feel as I a... I don't know how to say this. Like, I don't know if it's like... Insensitive. Mm-hmm. But Go for it. this picture of this guy... And the girl, they, they show the before and after photo. Oh, I saw, I saw. 
Oh, 
Oh, really? It's impossible. It will not fit it. Oh. And you cannot start the, the pump process. Of course, this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But you can put a petrol pump into a diesel car. Yeah. Petrol? Okay, never mind. That, that's something we'll talk oh. about this afternoon. Okay, no, but one cool thing is, your petrol car can run on diesel. But after a while, it will gunk up. Just like your body. You can always eat fast food. But keep eating too much of this stuff, it's going to gunk up. Um, but petrol, petroleum in a diesel engine will damage the engine almost immediately. Next uh, one hour in the ride, the engine will start to flutter and die out. Mm. It can't function. Yeah. But anyways, just in. Okay, thank you guys for listening in. We hope you... Yeah, see you here. We hope you hear us again. That's bad. We hope man. that you hear us again. That's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think it's uh, no, no, no. What's a prologue, by the way? Uh? Or oh, what's an epilogue? What's the difference? Epilogue. Uh, there's something I don't think our viewers want to hear us discussing about. At least okay. two, two are more already. Yeah. Much more. Okay. Alright, see you guys soon. Thank you. Uh, the next one. Ciao. Ciao.